going on, everybody? Cheers. Happy Wednesday or whatever day of the week it is when you're watching this. Um, and for some of you, if you're watching this live, happy Valentine's Day for whatever that's worth. Welcome to the With Her Two Hands podcast, where each week we celebrate the women who build, fix, and make the things that make the world go around with her own two hands. I am your host, Bogey, uh, and I am a master auto mechanic by trade. And this series obviously is about celebrating all of the different hands-on trades. But tonight, I am super excited that my guest is also a master mechanic and also a BMW master mechanic. In fact, she works at the dealership that I got my first dealership job at way back in the day. So this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited to meet her. She is seriously a boss lady, and I think you guys are going to love her. Um, but real quick, before we dive into meeting her and hearing about her amazing story, I want to thank you all for being a part of this movement, which is what this podcast really is. This is about a movement to normalize women in the trades and every one of you who joins us each week and is part of these live streams and watches them later and listens to the podcast podcast later. All of you are a part of normalizing women in the trade so that one day there is not a need for podcasts like this, where we don't have to have a gender qualifier on careers, where it's just careers and they don't have genders. And nobody bats an eye when you say you're a female mechanic or a male hairdresser or whatever it is that... You know, careers just don't have genders. So thank you for being part of that. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor of this week's episode, Drive Time. If you're not familiar with them, go check them out. Um, they are a reseller of cars, but they also rehab all of those cars in-house, which means they create a ton of jobs for young people getting into the trades, for exploring the trades, um, whether it's detailing or bodywork or paintwork or mechanical work that you're interested in, Drive Time has a place for you. So if you're looking for a new car or a new career or a new place to call home, you definitely want to check them out. The link is down in the description below. And with that, without further ado, I'm going to bring on tonight's guest because I am very excited to meet her and I'm sure you guys are too, Miss Grace Claudio. Hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited. So am I. <laughs> Did I pronounce your last name right? I realized I should have asked that before we went live. Yeah, yeah. Claudio's fine. I mean, there's there's a little bit of an accent in there, but you're good. That's the usual right. people pronounce it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So for those of you watching who know me, I am a New York girl. I am a BMW girl. And I got my start at Manhattan BMW. And Grace is a New York girl who's working at Manhattan BMW. So I'm stoked about this. Um, this is this is gonna be a fun episode, guys. <laughs> so, um, before we get into like what's going on in your world currently and what your life looks like currently, I I want to know how you got to where you are because I'm reading about you as I'm getting ready for this episode, right. and you're a master mechanic. You're high voltage certified. On the side, guys, she's also acting and modeling because, you know, she doesn't have anything else to do with her spare time. She's also taking the, over the world in like 14 other ways. Um, <laughs> she was an amateur boxer back in her life before becoming a mechanic. Mm -hmm. So you do a lot. I'm curious how you got I to know. being a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. So I, oh, man. Um, so the... Um, when I was 15 years old, my whole thing was to become an actress, right? I wanted to act. I loved movies. Um, but at the time, like, I, every decision I ever made was to make my dad proud. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that was, like, my main thing. And I felt like acting wasn't going to cut it, even though it was something I was passionate about. Um, but I also had anger issues at the time because, you know, growing up in the Bronx, you can't you can't be, you know, cheery and smiley. You know, you have to have like that resting bee face, like mm -hmm. in order to survive. So um, I also had anger issues. So um, I decided to box and uh, my dad was super stoked about it. He wasn't happy about it at first, but then he he kind of was like, all right, let's just try it and let's do it. And of course I was the only girl in the, sh in the gym at the time. Yeah. Uh, and my coach didn't even want to take me because I was a woman. Um, but I had to talk him into it and then he ended up coaching me. Um, and then, yeah. And then I started doing it for, since from age 15 to 20. Oh um, and I was just like 
you know, making a name for myself in the in the amateur boxing world and um, sparring all the guys because there were a lot of females. So I already got the atmosphere of being around men all the time mm -hmm. and all people like belittling you and thinking that you can't do it. And that was just motivation and more fuel for the fire. Yeah. Um, and so I, I competed in, in a number of amateur shows and I competed in the Golden Gloves. I competed in the ringside. I competed in a bunch in a bunch of tournaments um, and then in the hopes of being pro. And then um, my father passed away when I turned 20 and I had to start working. So AutoZone was my first official job. It's um, just by chance. Just yeah, it's just I need I needed it to because uh, I was already going to start. Um, I was already going to school for automotive. Oh okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I was, going to, I was boxing and and going to school for automotive already. Okay. Um, and how that happened was my sister went to Apex um, to to go in for automotive because she wanted to learn how to fix her own car. Okay. And I remember her coming home one day. This is when I was in high school. So this is older sister? Yes, my older okay. sister. Um, and she just looked like so cool with her coveralls and her Tims. And I was like, <laughs> ooh, I like that. I like that look. <laughs> um, so I, I just started going through her textbook and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna just go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to do this in college. Nice. Um, and I just took it and ran. I love it. So now is your older sister also in the automotive field or did she just take the classes to learn about her own stuff? And then that was it. Yeah. So she, she went in with the intent of finishing, mm -hmm. um, but you know, financially she couldn't finish. Um, so I just, I just took up what she, from where she, where she left off pretty much. Okay. Um, so I kind Fair of, stole her, I, I pretty much stole her dream, I guess. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I still, I still show her a lot of stuff and like, um, like she calls me about stuff or her, on her car and stuff like that. I love it. But yeah, I'm just, it's so friend. funny to me. I'm like imagining this young little you who's like a boxer. So clearly like a badass, right? And you're competing, <laughs> you're making a name for yourself and yet your sister wearing mechanics clothes. You're like, yeah, that's a cool look. I want that. Like, <laughs> it's, like I it's want that too. Kind of like, ironic. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I, I love, love it. That. Right, what sure. made you what made you pursue boxing? I mean, you had you said you had anger issues, but like what drew you to boxing? And especially back, you know, in the day when you were doing this and there weren't many women, there definitely mm -hmm. weren't a lot of female role models in, in either of these career paths. Right. Um, what made you say, I'm I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try boxing, I'm gonna go down this path and I'm gonna convince the people in my life to accept it. <laughs> So it's it's pretty funny. Um, I would have to say it was the movie Girl Fight with Michelle Rodriguez. Nice. That was it. That was it for me. I was like, and I love Michelle Rodriguez already. <laughs> so that movie kind of like inspired me to just do it, and um, and I just I, I've been doing it since then. So amazing. Um, that, that was that was my my spark for the yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna box because yeah. I was actually gonna audit gonna um. I was also I was going to try and try out for the um, guys baseball team. Okay, and, um, but then I I boxed instead, which I am so happy that I did because I absolutely love it. So you were just all about like making a way for yourself somewhere where male dominated, where women weren't welcome. That was my thing. Like I don't know what it was. I mean, obviously, I wanted to make my father proud and I wanted to impress my dad. Like my dad was my whole world. Um, so that was all I wanted to do was like do stuff that would be like women can't do that. I'm like, mm, you'll see. And I'll do it better. So of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you said dad at first wasn't happy with with his little girl going into boxing. What made him come around to it? Um, I guess just the the notion of like me doing something different like outside of the box i guess i don't know because my dad my dad was was a was a, a high school counselor okay um so he dealt he dealt with students all the time um but he knew that like i would be able to hold my own if i knew how to box as well because he he raised me tough already um but to be able to box because he couldn't teach me how to box obviously yeah. um he 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 finally accepted it. My mom never did though. She never went to any of my fights. 
Oh, wow. None of that. No, she was not supportive. And she, me becoming a tech, she never in her right mind would have thought that I would have done it. She thought that I would get my hands dirty and then be like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, you must not know me. Like this. <laughs> right. But yeah. Has she, has she come around? Did she ever come around? Um, With the boxing, she, I don't think she ever would. No. Um, With the automotive, I mean, she, obviously she... You know, she saw that I was going to continue to pursue it and she sees how well I'm doing. Um, but she never, like, whenever I tell her, like, I was like, mom, being a tech is not safe either. Like, a lift could fall on me or, like, I can, I've, I've, I've gotten beaten up more working on cars than I did as a fighter. Like, it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I, when I posted the, the teaser for this episode, I immediately got a, t a message from my father who said, um, a, a much safer career path, meaning automotive is a safer career path oh, than boxing. Absolutely. And my immediate response was not necessarily. <laughs> nope. I didn't, I didn't broke my forehead with a pry bar. I didn't hit myself in the face with a thrust arm. Like mm -hmm. it, I had multiple, like my hands, I could never be a hand model ever in my life. Like there's no way. <laughs> no. Um, so no. So when I mentioned those things, she's like, she never thought about it. Interesting. Oh, Mom, what do you think I do all day? Like, I don't fix cars on a computer. <laughs> were you were you trying to make her feel better or were you trying to scare her? <laughs> I, don't know. I was just trying to tell her, like, I mean, boxing was probably a little bit safer, maybe. Just a so little crazy. bit. So but, crazy. Um, but yeah, she never thought about it in that way, but it's it's okay. All it's right. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're going to, to automotive school. You're still boxing, but now you, you need to get a job. So you go to AutoZone, you get a job as a parts person. Um, tell me what school was yeah. like. What school was like? Okay. Yeah. Um, it Actually, I was really blessed that um, the instructors that I had at Bronx Community College were amazing. Like, yeah. I never felt like they didn't want to teach me because I was a girl. Like, it, like I, it wasn't, I was a student. That's at awesome. that point, like it wasn't like I, I never had to worry about any of that. Obviously, I had to worry about the guys trying to get with me, granted, <laughs> but I wasn't about that. Like I went there to learn and that was it. Like I didn't care whether I made friends or not. Like that wasn't why, what I was there for because I knew, you know, obviously us as women in the automotive field, we have something to prove no matter what. We have to... We have to study extra hard. We have to work extra hard. We have to stay late. We have to do all these things to for people to take a serious thing yeah right and it obviously it sucks but that's that's the reality of the situation and um i just wanted to be the best that i could be and i knew nothing about cars grant i had no driver's license i knew absolutely nothing um so i knew i had to start from zero um so yeah school was not bad um which i was really 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 thankful for <laughs> I'm curious because you've, I mean, so you had a career in fighting clearly, mm -hmm. or you had a, a path in fighting right. and then you kind of sound like you went into the automotive industry kind of the same way I did kind of with this attitude of like, this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a battle. Do you, do you feel like it's been as much of a battle as you thought it was going to be? Or was the anticipation worse than the reality? So I knew I was going to have to go in fighting no matter what. And to this day, I still fight for a lot of things that I should have or get or whatever the case may be, um, which is crazy because I've been working for BMW for 14 years. But um, it is what it is. Like, I mean, as a boxer, I kind of I feel like it kind of molded me already and it prepared me for what was going to come. So it was kind of like God knew what he was doing like putting me into boxing and then automotive because like it already put me in the mindset of like, I know people are going to doubt me and I don't care because I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. Um, and already having a fighting background, my body was already in shape. Uh, my mind was already in shape. My mo yeah, Obviously everything's going to be emotional or like emotional um, in certain situations, but I was already equipped as a fighter because I already had to deal with, the whole thing of like, oh, she's a woman. She's not going to make it. She's trash. Da, da, da. This is not, she's not going to last long. Blah, 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 blah. I already had that when I started in automotive. Right. So like people were like, she's not going to last a week. Even my own mentor 
that I spoke to to this day was like, I didn't think you're going to make it that long. <laughs> I'm like, well, gee, thanks. I mean, you were just my mentor. Like, <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. you a little bit more faith. Like, you know what I mean? But um, so between boxing and automotive, mm-hmm. was one worse than the other when it comes to being a woman in, in a male dominated field? I mean, it's hard to say for me just because of the way I am. <laughs> um, like, I don't care, like, about what other people think. And I do have thick skin, thanks to my father. Um, but it, it it all depends on the situation. Like, fighting, fighting, it was kind of hard to find fights, which really sucked because you trained your butt off um, for these fights. And then sometimes the girl will pull out or they don't have somebody your weight class. So it was hard to find fights. And we would have to fight women that had more fights. Like, so I'm going to give you a scenario. Yeah. You're first starting out and you only have like one fight and there's only one girl that's your weight class, but she has like 20 plus. So she has way more experience than you. So at the same time, it's, it's kind of not fair, but there's also no women. Right. So you have to take the fight, which was fine. Cause I didn't care. I was going to fight whoever and who had to, whoever would go in the ring. Um, but, um, I guess it was it was difficult in that standpoint. In the automotive, it was more of like, you know, just trying to prove myself, um, which was like that in the boxing world anyway. Um, so yeah, so like for me, it wasn't it wasn't as hard, for, at least for me. Yeah, it wasn't um, as a big difference. Yeah, it wasn't a big difference because, like I said, boxing kind of already molded me yeah. and kind of prepped me, not knowing that I was going to be a tech. Um, right. So I I kind of I kind of got I kind of got what I got in the boxing world in the automotive world. So it was like I already knew kind of how to how to gauge it and navigate. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. All right. So <laughs> I love it. You definitely showed them all. Yes, indeed, and continue to. Um, <laughs> so you're working at AutoZone now. How was that? Your first job in the industry. Yes. That. Um. So I want to backtrack. I'm sorry. Yeah. Was- it was, um, I was working at the independent shop first. Oh, okay. But I was, um, as I was an intern, so I wasn't getting paid. Uh, um, but that's why I had to leave and go to AutoZone. So I'm sorry. I, I have gotcha. to back you. I did get an internship at Master Mechanics in Yonkers. Um, okay. That was literally the only shop that would take me. Um, and I wasn't asking for any pay. I just wanted hands-on training. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> we have an industry that's hurting for people so badly, and yet- <laughs> Here's somebody saying, I am willing to work for free and still nobody will give you a chance. Exactly. And I was blessed that Mass Mechanics took me in um, and I was working with them for about a year. So I learned a lot of like, and they also had like a body shop attached to it. So I kind of learned some body shop stuff. Nice. Um, So they took me in. I was working with with them for about a year and that was, that was really fun. Um, They, they, they helped me out a lot. um, And they took the time to teach me certain things. And so I was really blessed in that sense too. Like I, I went to that shop. It wasn't like, Oh, we have a girl here. So let's just have her as eye candy. No, it wasn't like that. Um, Thank God it wasn't like that because that would have been terrible. Um, But because of them, I got that hands-on experience that got me accepted into BMW step. So after that, I couldn't work with them anymore because I needed to get paid. After my and father. they weren't willing to pay you after a year of working. With I, mean, I don't. I don't think I ever asked. Interesting. Um, I think I was just like I need to find a job because I wasn't. I wasn't the type to like expect anything or mm-hmm. assume. So I was like, I just need a job, and I literally applied for AutoZone like at ten o'clock at night and got an interview the next morning. Okay. Like, it was crazy. So, um, so I started working at AutoZone for a while, and it was a, it was an experience. Um. <laughs> I didn't work parts counter, but when I did work parts counter, because we were low on staff, the guys like that were asking for parts would ask for a guy to to um, help them. And I'm like, you sure about that? I'm like, okay, I got you. So I'll go to the back and then I'll have the guy that's helping them call me to help him figure it out. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. So no, you don't need me. You'll figure it out. <laughs> go back to doing what I was doing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what was your, what was your role with AutoZone if you weren't working? Uh, I was an associate, like, a, okay. I would do like, um, stocking the, the parts and like front and facing, uh, okay. helping the customers find where anything is in the, um, gotcha. in the store. Um, but then I started doing like, um, 
they had me doing store setup and like because they wanted AutoZone to all look the same. Mm-hmm. So they had me going to different AutoZones and just refurbishing everything, like making it the way they all want it uniform. Oh wow! Um, and then I and then my last the last month that I was there, I actually built the store from scratch. Um, oh cool! Before I went to Metro Step, so okay. um, so yeah. So at least I got I got the independent shop. I got the AutoZone, and now you know now dealer. So. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. You get a little like smattering of everything and, uh, and kind of experience different sides of the industry too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever consider staying on that career path or were you like set on, on going back to the mechanical side? Uh, for AutoZone? Uh, yeah, like no, no, I consider no. staying with them now. <laughs> AutoZone was just so I can make some type of money to help my mother out. Okay. Um, but thank God that uh, my professor at BCC um, recommended me to BMW Metro Step. That was the only re- that was the only reason I ended up at Step. Like, had it not been for them, I don't know. Maybe I would be at Master Mechanics. I don't know. But um, I am at Metro. Step. I went to Metro Step, and um, okay. it was great. But it was because of my instructors from BCC. That's awesome. That it's fantastic that you had good instructors that were willing to take you in, and that they like continue to like reach out to you with opportunities and and convince you to do that and push you to go further. That's awesome. Yeah, no, because they knew my drive. They knew I wanted to be a tech. Like it wasn't like I just did it because I thought it was cool. No, right. I actually enjoy fixing things. Yeah. Um, And I was a great student. So it wasn't like I was slacking um, and that's what they wanted. Somebody with good attendance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have a thing for BMW first or like what made you choose BMW? Well, literally, it was because I got recommended. I ne- I was okay. never, I was never a car person. Like I, <laughs> like I was like, oh, I like this new car, this car, blah blah blah. No, that was not me. That I just knew I liked fixing things. Yeah. Um, and then ju- that just kind of like opportunity kind of presented itself, and I just never looked back. And I love it. Enjoy it. Right. Do you consider yourself a car person now? I am a type. I'm the. I'm a car person of like. I like to fix things OEM. Like I'm not the type to like put in like, oh, I'm gonna put a tune and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. <laughs> that's not no, that's not me. I just enjoy yeah. fixing cars in general. Like not necessarily. Yes, uh, absolutely. I love BMW because that's the brand that gave me the opportunity. Sure. But I'll fix any car. I love like, it. A car is a car. So. <laughs> Nope. That you're you're my kind of technician as well. Cause it, people are always asking me, like, you know, did you did you hear about that new car that came out or this, that, or the other thing? And they're like rattling off specs. I'm like, I don't know. I don't actually pay yeah, attention no. to any of that. Like I just like fixing them. I don't this care. Broken and I can fix like I, it leaves fixed. Like that's all yeah. I care about. I yeah. don't care if it goes zero to sixty and point two, whatever. I it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> right? Is it gonna fix your check engine light? Mm, no. <laughs> Not really. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I love it. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know what the BMW STEP program is, um, ex- explain that and and where you went and what that was like. Absolutely. So at the time when I went, there were two different programs. There was BMW Metro STEP, which was the one that I attended, and then there's BMW Regular STEP. So okay. the Metro STEP was a coordination of two weeks in the shop that you were hired at and then two weeks at training, which I absolutely love and I prefer. Um, The other one was just straight training. So that's the one I did. Yeah, that's the the one that, okay, I figured. Yeah. Um, And how was that? I mean, obviously I'm sorry that we're going off topic, but I want to know. No, you're you're totally fine. How your experience was with So I did the seven, it was like seven months, I think, um, intensive. Um, And then I don't think they had Metro Step yet at the Mm -hmm. time. Like that wasn't an option when I went, it was like, I think it came like a year or two after I graduated. Um, Mm -hmm. so I didn't really have a choice, but, um, and it was all, I mean, it was all I knew. It was seven months intensive of classroom slash out in the lab kind of shop work, but it was Mm -hmm. great. I mean, it felt like it gave me a good foundation to, I always considered it like my graduate program, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) going to tech school was undergrad and then going to, um, BMW step was my graduate program and like where I specialized. Right. So did you get recommended as well from your, um, I applied for it. So, um, it was, I I think, I don't remember if we had to have a recommendation or not. Um, but you had to have like your grades had to be so good at, you know, such a level and your attendance had to be at such a level and all that to even be considered to apply. 
Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, they were they were the strictest program to get into for sure. Oh no, they I had like three interviews yeah. I before I officially got in. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty it's pretty aggressive. But yeah, <laughs> made it. So yay. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's all that matters. <laughs> it's all that matters. Exactly. So yeah. Um, so how was your experience though, like in school? Like was it like were the instructors very supportive or like the instructors were supportive? Yeah. I definitely more so than my general like technical school was. Mm -hmm. Like when I went to I went to Universal Technical Institute and the instructors there were hit or miss. Some of them were great, some of them were not great. Yeah. Um kind of like they had the apex too. So yeah. yeah. But we had three teachers at step. So, mm -hmm. you know, there was a really good chance that it was going to wind up being not good teachers and you'd be stuck with them for seven months. I wonder if you had, I wonder if you had Jan Kruger. I did. You had oh, Jan? You had him. You had him. I love Jan. <laughs> he was awesome. Like he was super sarcastic. So like you could never tell whether he was serious or not. Yes. So awesome. we have to paint a picture of Jan for everybody because Jan is like a seven foot tall German, large German man <laughs> with the accent and everything. Absolutely. And first day of class, did he like just scare the crap out of everybody? Like he came in to scare us the first day of class. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then they <laughs> gave like this, this sheet of like, that's, I like, I cried so much instead. Like I was like, I'm not going to pass this <laughs> the world. Like, cause BMW is such a totally different animal. They want you to like, I, obviously, at first, I knew nothing about... I was working at an independent shop. So I was like, right. Honda and Toyotas and whatever. And then they're like, oh, well, you got to match the ease designation with the um, motor type. I'm like, what? Are you what? trying to beat me day one? Yes. But, I mean, yes, I they were. <laughs> Absolutely. And they were they were dropping people. Yes. So I'm like... My, I would come home and my mom would be like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to pass this so bad. And like, oh man, it was like a lot. Boxing was blessed when tears, but so was automotive, man. Yep. So yep. <laughs> yeah. And and Jan was great because he like reveled in that, like scaring the crap out of people. Mm -hmm. And then if you made it through, he was the biggest teddy bear and oh, like the biggest proud papa of all of his students. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm still in touch with him to, to, to this oh, day. Oh, that's but. awesome. I, yeah. I always ask about him when I go back for training. Uh, I forget where, I don't know. They, I don't remember. Where is he now? Um, I think he's still in North Jersey. I, it's been oh, okay. it's been a couple of years since we've spoken, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, the, I usually always um, ask about him when I go. Yeah. But there's plenty new instructors now. Like they've been trying so hard to get me to be an instructor. Really? I'm not done wrenching, sir. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not. I mean, maybe eventually because I did um I did I I did work at Bronx Community College for some time being a classroom lab technician. So nice. I was helping the students in the lab with like taking Angela's apart, putting the back together, transmissions, that kind of thing. I was just doing the hands-on training, not the lecture. Yeah. Um so I could I could totally do it, but I'm not done wrenching. I hear you. I hear you. You'll know when it's the right time. I think you'd make an excellent teacher, but yeah, you'll know when it's the right time. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. When the time is right and the opportunity presents itself, I guess. Yeah. But right now, yeah. like I still love what I do. Like, yes, it comes with its headaches and oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> but I still love fixing cars. So I mean. So in those early days when Step was bringing all in the tears and the, the fears of not passing and not making it, like what, what kept you going and persevering? Honestly, um, trying to make a, a better life for my mom. Yeah, that really like uh, motivated me because, you know, my, I just lost my dad. So like I wanted to make sure that my mom was good. I made a promise to my dad that I would take care of her. So that was my way of like, you know, I got to lace them boots up and let's go. Right. Yeah. Um, and wipe them tears and just keep going. Give yeah. myself a moment and then just, that's it. Brush it off. Yeah. It's always, always easier to, to stick with really challenging goals when you have that big, like, why of why mm -hmm. you're doing it that motivates it definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. 
So, so how how did you like the going back and forth with the classroom versus shop? Was that like did that work out well? Um, I think so. For like my my um experience with it, I absolutely enjoyed it. Like, because the yeah. thing is, I was able to practice what I learned in training on the job um, in the real world. Like I wouldn't have been like, I did um, all six months of training and then I go into the shop and I'm like, kind of like in shock because I don't know right. what I'm doing. Like, yes, you, you go into the lab, but it's not yeah. the same as working on a real live car that you need to fix and bring back to the customer. Like it's a totally different experience. Yeah. Um, so it was nice because also I had a job like once I finished step, I didn't have to go look for one. I was already hired and I was getting paid while I was training and while I was working, which is everything. Yeah, exactly. So at the time it was like $12 an hour. Um, but once I graduated, I graduated as a B tech. So my bump was like $20 an hour nice. at the time. So it was totally worth it. I absolutely yeah. love that step. That's um, awesome. And then you did you have to pay for it or was it once you get accepted, you're it's well, BMW Manhattan was paying for me, was paying for the school. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's why you go through the interview process. And I had to get interviewed by all the, um, I had to get interviewed by Connecticut or like all the metro areas um, that had BMW um, and Manhattan uh, accepted me, which nice. was, which was great. So it was Manhattan BMW from the get go. Yes. Okay. What year was that? I'm curious. Uh, it was 2010. Okay. So that was quite a few years after I was there. I was there, and I did. I wasn't there long. I was there in two thousand two, I think. Okay. No, two thousand one. Okay. <clears throat> um, and I didn't. I wasn't there long, and I think because of exactly what you just said, like I did the intensive seven month and hadn't really been in a shop all that much prior to that, mm -hmm. and then Manhattan BMW. We got to paint a picture for anybody listening. Like Manhattan I BMW is. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, is it still, it was four stories high. Yes. It's still the same building. <laughs> okay. So yeah. four stories high with a ramp inside the building, mm. two floors of storage, two floors of technicians. Yeah. Is that I mean, still the the setup, the setup, it's still the same building. The setup is kind of different now because okay. they the construction. Okay. They renovated. Okay. Um. So like, I don't know. Were you on the fourth floor when you were attacked? I think so. Yes. Okay. Cause it was before I think third floor was parking and then the basement yeah. was another area for techs, right? Yeah. They had two floors of techs and two floors of parking. I think, or no one floor of parking and then one floor of like showroom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so B3 is parking. Well, not anymore, but was, <laughs> and then B1 was um, techs and then the third floor was um, parking and then the fourth floor was techs. Yeah, now so massive. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, but it's annoying with the stupid ramps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. I, when, as I when I first started, I crashed at least four cars. Oh my gosh! Like not crash, crash, but like sideswipe or like because it was so <laughs> tight. Yeah, no, so it was like, horrifying. It was crazy. I like the people that that I went to to go get urine sample thingy, whatever drug tested. <laughs> right, I literally knew my name at that point. It was. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't lose my job. I I'm I'm impressed. Like, and did people like? Did they give you a really hard time? Like, you're the you're the only girl, I presume. Oh, at the beginning, of <laughs> and then you're side swiping vehicles. Yeah, and then I'm side swiping cars, and it's like, yo, what did I do? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> Like it was really tight to get cars. Yeah, we had drivers, but like, dude, it was yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. And then test driving cars in Manhattan is Still, insane. Yes, it has to be time slotted. If not, you're gonna be in traffic. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. so I did not last long because it was too much for me. It was like way too much for me. It was mm -hmm. like coming straight out of step school, diving right into that. It was like. Okay, I think I need to go to a smaller dealership. So I wound up mo uh, going out to Long Island, and I was at um, uh, Hassel BMW in Freeport. Oh, okay, I've heard about that one. I have. I ha we had a bunch of guys come over from there. Yeah, it's not. It was not good. Um, but I, we could talk more about that. It's still not. It's still <laughs> yeah. Not. It's still <laughs> City Central, but I mean, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard stories. I, I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna talk more of those stories, but um, but I want to hear how Manhattan was for you, aside from swiping side swiping vehicles, and it's. I mean, there was how many technicians are there? So when I first started, we had about at least fifty. That's what um, I thought. We had That's a good amount of techs. Um, as of right now, I think we're at. 30 maybe 40 because now they're trying to fit they're trying to reach this quota of having a certain amount of text they they want quant quantity not quality um so yeah you can imagine what that's like um but you know we got to work with what we got right so interesting yeah but it's but it's less technicians than you had when you started yes, yes absolutely okay. it is less technicians okay. but with the quality of technicians we had when i first started is totally different like people actually cared, um, but now it's like interesting. Get my get my paycheck, you know, get, get my cars done and leave. It's not like how it was before. Like before, I used to, I used to work sometimes depending on like when I was getting the bigger jobs when I had to fight to get the bigger jobs, um, like you know, dropping transmissions and engines and doing internal engine work. Um, I would stay to like midnight. Wow. Yeah. Because that was my first time. And I was like, I really want to get this done right. And whenever I work on, no matter, even now as a master tech, like I do internal engine work, I'm very meticulous and I take my time, no matter how many times I drop an engine. Yeah. It could just be that one time where you miss something and then, no, 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 I'm not doing oh, that. Yeah. I'd rather Absolutely. do it right the first time, every time, like we're supposed to. And yeah. that's just, that's just how I work. Um, whether it's <laughs> time to week or not, it is what it is, but I know the car's going to run. Oh, bogey, I lost your audio. I'm back. Am I back? <laughs> yes, you're here. <laughs> I, I accidentally muted it while I was coughing. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, still fighting this cold, guys. It's uh, it's been nonstop. <clears throat> um, do you do you feel like that attitude is not matched by your coworkers, or has that changed? It kind of sense that that that's oh, different. Definitely. It's definitely changed for sure, especially like with this new generation of technicians that we're getting. It's like the entitlement, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Insane, like they don't wanna work, like they complain that they're working. And I'm like, dude, at least you have a job. Like there's so many people that have no job. Like you, I don't like, well, you're gonna come, cause everybody comes to my bay to vent. So I'm like <laughs> the shop therapist or something, but um it's yeah, it's just a different different atmosphere. A lot of the techs that that started out, I mean, that were there when I started out, some of them are gone. Yeah. Um, the ones that are that are still there, the, the, those are the only ones that have the same mentality that I do. Interesting. Um, and it's not many, but interesting. Okay. Uh, you've got a former coworker. Yes, that's my coworker. Hola, Juan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, we used to work together. That's um, awesome. But yeah, it's definitely not the same. But we gotta we gotta work with what we got. So, and I'm happy to have a job still, and I still enjoy what I yeah. do. So it it kind of balances out ish. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Somewhat. Are you still the only female at Manhattan BMW? I BMW am. Manhattan? I am. Yeah. Have there have there ever been any other women? <sighs> Um, since I've been there, no, but I know that there was one before me cause we went to, we went to Broadway to college together. Her name is Faith. Okay. Um, she was there for, and she went to Metro step as well. Okay. Um, I don't think she was there the full year. Um, I think she left and got another opportunity somewhere else. Gotcha. And, I, and I'm sure, I think there were like two or three before her. Yeah. I think there was one before her that was after me. Cause I sold my toolbox to her when I moved to Phoenix. Um, okay. So, um, faith? and I don't, uh, not to faith. There was another woman before. Oh, faith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, there's been a couple, yeah. um, but I guess I'm the only one that's lasted this long. You've been 14 years. You said yeah, 14 years. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I was there as a baby. <laughs> I know, like you've yeah, grown up there. Yeah, totally grown literally, up there. I've grown up there. <laughs> do Do you see yourself staying there long term? I mean, um, obviously you have, but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it has its issues, and every shop does, and I'd rather deal with it there than anywhere else. Because to start from scratch all over again, it's just going to be 
annoying. I already have my seniority and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it is, I, I live in the Bronx. I don't live in Manhattan. So it's, it's still a good commute for me to get to work. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to be realistic, I'm not going to be able to wrench my whole life. Hence why I dab in different things to see what, you know, where I can go with it. But Hey, we'll see, we'll see what God has for me next. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what if like I'm doing women car care workshops and other places and I'm getting paid for it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. The limit, I just have to continue to delve in different things and um, yeah. see where it goes from there. So I'm glad you brought that up, this women's car care clinic that you're doing, because that's how I first discovered you. Mm. Um, I don't know why it popped up in my feed, but I, I the first well, post- I know. I love it. The first post I saw was of yours about the the women's car care class at Manhattan BMW. And I was like, wait, what? There's a woman at Manhattan BMW and she's teaching car care classes at BMW Manhattan. Oh my gosh. I have to, I have to know this woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So how did that come about? Did you bring that to them? Did they come up with it? I'm so, I'm so curious. So what happened was, so like the car care workshop thing in general, um, I got, you know, inspired and the idea from my friend Patrice Patrice Banks. Um, She's the one that I knew about that that was doing it. And I've met her and we're friends and I absolutely love her. Um, So I was I was um, in the works of doing car care workshops here, but I just never got around to it because I was just so busy doing other things. Yeah. Um, So what happened with BMW Manhattan was that we were trying to create this women in automotive kind of like uh, group for female technicians in the BMW industry. Um, So that way we have like a a space for women to like, like if we get women in the STEP program, they have somebody they can contact, that kind of thing. So it was just kind of like a support thing, Um, but it it fell through and it didn't go, it it didn't happen. So what I, what I suggested was, I just said, listen, you know, if you have any women at BMW Step, just let me know and I'll come through and I'll speak to them and you can give them my contact information and we'll just stay in touch. So what they decided was that they wanted to do this BMW kind of like, I don't know if it was like a promo video, but like they did like this video on me um, so they can use for when they go for recruitment. Nice. So... Once they, you know, we did that video, it's, it's on my Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, yeah. So they did that video. So they want to use that for recruitment. So that way, whenever they go to schools or wherever it is that they go, they can use that video. Um, so then I suggested, I was like, listen, you know, I can do, what if I do a car care workshop for women, but I was saying to do it at BMW North America. Oh, okay. Um, because that's who I was talking to was the people from BMW North America. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'll do it over there for the employees. And they were like, like, oh, what about doing it at your shop? And I was like, I don't know if they're going to go for it <laughs> because I know how they are. But since the woman that I, you know, that, that does the recruitment process, her name is Lisa Krug. I don't know if you've met her before. I don't think so. She does. She handles recruitment and stuff like that. Um, she backed me on it. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to ask because now NA is involved. So I'm sure now they're, they're going to be more interested. Um, and then that's how it came about. And um, they, I had that a, makes so NA. much more sense. Yeah. I had the back, <laughs> I had the backing of NA because I'm sure if I had <laughs> gone to my my boss, just beating me by myself and telling him like, oh, how, how about we do a car care workshop for women and, you know, for our customers and blah, blah, blah. They're probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then nothing. But because NA was involved, gotcha. You know that makes that makes more sense because when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, BMW Manhattan has come around. Like, look at them being supportive of women and like taking initiative." Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, I told you it was gonna. You know, still have to fight. You know right. what I mean? I mean, thank God that the turnaround was great, and we had women that showed up. You know, minus what the weather was like, because. It had snowed the day before, and then it was super cold the next day. So, like, we didn't know if people were going to actually show up. Yeah. Um, and I actually had four high school students there, which was awesome. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. So, more okay. of that in the future, hopefully? Yes. Yeah, so, we are planning on doing another one. I did, before I, I did one for Manhattan, I had did one for Porsche. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I had did one for Porsche because um, I know the GM there. 
And Very he gave cool. me the opportunity. He was like, oh, how about you do a car care workshop for women for us? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And it was amazing. We had like 40 women there. Oh, that's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. And I had the, the techs there. They were very supportive. I had the GM there. I had corporate, Porsche corporate there. It was like a, a huge like event. It was awesome. That's phenomenal to hear. That was like my very, very first one. I love and it. Like, yeah. And it lasted longer than it was supposed to because I did so many things. <laughs> they always do. My my basic car care classes started out as two-hour classes, and now they are three-hour classes because I talk too much and exactly. because I get too excited about showing the, the women things. So, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. No, I totally get it. So, if I may, like, mm -hmm. you've... Absolutely. you've You've had some supportive teachers. You've had some supportive coworkers. You've had the support of BMW North America. And to somebody listening to this, they might say, you know, what is she saying is still a fight, right? What is, what is the challenge? And I think that's one of the biggest things that I struggle with in conveying to folks is what, what that struggle is of women in this industry and what that looks like. Can do you mind talking a little bit about what the challenging parts are and what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was definitely challenging times, um, especially when I started at BMW Manhattan. Um, I had coworkers that would, you know, obviously say that it wouldn't last long. Or I had one where he literally made me cry. Like, because, you know, like when they ask you questions and you're like put on the spot and like you totally blank. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me. And this this particular, and we still work together to this day, and we're like best buds. It's hilarious. Um, but when I first started, he's like, I worked on a car for him because this is when I was still having a mentor. Mm -hmm. And my my first mentor left. He quit. So I ended up having to just shadow whoever. Um, so him in particular, it was like it was an E39, it was an M5 E39. Okay. I remember it because we had to do an inspection and I wasn't great at driving stick. I learned how to drive stick on the job. And um, he's, I passed the car for inspection. So I, he puts it on the left. He's like, you passed this car for inspection? I'm like, yeah, it's good. And he's like, really? Is it really good? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, we'll see. So he's like, <laughs> so he's showing me why it failed, right? He's like, what is that part right there? And the tie rods look totally different, right? So I'm like, I blank. And I'm just standing there like, because he already intimidated, intimidates me from the get. So right. I'm just standing there and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell Greg was talking about. You don't know shit. Da -da 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 -da. Yo, they're just going ham on me. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I was just taking it. He's like, it's a tie rod. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. so I'm just standing there like just taking it. And then once he was done, I was just like, I went to the bathroom, just, ah. and then I was over it and I went back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, the yeah. universalness of the crying in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It was, yeah. He doesn't even remember saying that to me. But the way I described it, he was like, oh, that kind of sounds like me. I'm like, why would I make that up? <laughs> Do you think that was because you were a, a, a female or just because you were new? Like, did they treat um, all the new kids that I, way? I feel like it could have been because I was new. Mm -hmm. um, and just because, you know, at the time, the way the way he was at the time, he just didn't have patience for like to deal with that kind of thing. You know what I mean? We, we know we have sometimes we have some texts that are like that. Um, but it definitely wasn't easy at all, like to be working there, like just. Yeah. You know, I have people watching you all the time because you're just like, you're then all or they want you to mess up or like, I'm trying to remember like other, other things that I went through that it's, made it really hard. That's an interesting point that you just made. And I don't want to gloss over that. Just saying yeah, like, absolutely. sometimes it's, it's that they're in awe and sometimes it's that they're judging and they expect you to fail. Yeah. But whether it's for good or for bad, knowing that everybody is always watching you, like that always. in and of itself, always. even if they're supportive people, like, right, even if it's somebody who's like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. I'm so supportive of this. They're still watching you. <laughs> and that's still Till this, day. Till this day. It never fails. Never fails. And the hardest part about working in the shop, especially for somebody that wants to progress, which was me, I wanted to be a master tech. So 
I had to fight to get the jobs in order for me to succeed. Like they just wanted me to be a loop tech. And I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. I can do tires, brakes, oil changes all day. And that's what that's all they were giving me. Yes, I would make hours, but I'm working twice as hard. I'm staying so much later because oh, somebody wants to go get a haircut, so now I gotta pick up their slack. No, that's not no, what what are we doing? Yeah. So I had to fight to get like I was telling before, I had to fight to get the bigger jobs. Yeah. To get the diagnostic work, to get the work that was gonna help me become A tech, to become a B tech. I almost took legal action when I when I went in to get um reviewed for for a pay because i was already doing a pay work mm. so i had to go i went i think at least three times to get a pay and i almost looked to go, took legal action because i'm like this is ridiculous like why am i fighting to get a pay three times what was and their what was their excuse for why you wouldn't get it um at the time i think it was like oh you don't you don't get enough of this work or you don't get enough of it just a whole bunch of nonsense right. that I was just like, it makes no sense what you're telling me. And and we're union, by the way. So, I was going to say that, that yeah. I give the context that Manhattan, BMW Manhattan is a union yeah, shop. So we are a shop. Yeah. So I was so close to taking legal action and then they and they give it to, giving it to me the third time. Fine. When it's I interesting that like, you know, this because in union shops that ABC a, level text, it's like much more clearly defined than than in non-union shops. And so okay, right. getting that certification is huge just to give folks who are listening that context. Right. Um, it's interesting that the excuse is that you're not getting enough of this kind of work when it's like, well, who's in charge of giving me that kind of work? Right. right. I can't. That was always the thing because I struggled the same way as you. I had to fight for my first big jobs. Right. It's that idea that that, you know, maybe we're not going to be able to handle the big work or right. when it's a human being dispatching the jobs versus a computer dispatching the jobs, right. the human being injects their own stereotypes and their own beliefs and limitations. And so I had to fight for it as well. And there his my dispatcher's excuse was was, well, you don't know how to do that. I'm like, I don't know how to do that because you've never given it to me to do. Like, how are we supposed to <laughs> if you don't give it to me? Like, yeah. And we are trying to progress. We don't want to be loop techs. Like, yes, yeah. being a B tech, you're going to make money all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't get the harder jobs, but that's not what I'm here for. I actually want to be a master technician. Like, I want so to be you... challenging jobs. So how did you push for that? Like, I because I think this is an issue that younger females in the, in the trades and in the automotive industries particularly... Mm -hmm. encounter a lot where they get stuck on the lube tech lube rack where they don't get offered opportunities to grow. How did you advocate for yourself to get out of that rut and, and insist on being pushed further? So I had to, so one of my, the, one of the foremans were the, was the one that was in charge of dispatching. And I would tell him like, can you give me harder work? And his thing was like, why would I give you harder work when I can give you service cards and you can bang them out? And obviously that's not what I'm there for. So I had to go to my service manager and tell him like, listen, he's not dispatching me the work that I want. And this is, you know, this is unacceptable. I, you know, this, this, and that I had to like, keep complaining about it and keep pushing for it and he was he he knew me when i first started so he was he was the, the mentor for another student that graduated metro step um when we were in metro step together so he knew who i was and he was the one that would give me the work so like he would like whenever we get an engine job he would just randomly give it to me um and then my shop foreman would be pissed but that's how i had to do it i had to just go like kind of like go behind his back be like yeah. listen jay can you like Hello. Yeah. And give me an engine job. So, so I'm grateful you had an advocate who was willing to go behind this by his back and, and allow you to, to take on those bigger jobs. Yeah. And now I'm assuming, right, the dispatcher's pissed. I was going to say, like, absolutely. Because mm -hmm. you went behind his back. How do you get this job? I'm like, go talk to the shop manager. Did you then deal with, um, like, him, like, repercussions? Was he, like, mad and then would punish you for that? We we got into it. He we I they actually had to change me from him um because he did me dirty on a job. And um I was like, if you don't remove me, I will fight somebody. I will fight him. 
I don't care. I'll lose my job. We will be fighting. Like I, he is so lucky that the night before I asked my coworker to call the car up so I can work on it. And he told me beforehand, because if had I gone into work and found out what he did, I would have fought him. I don't care. I would have fought him. I would have threw hands and I would have been fired. I'm glad that didn't happen. I mean, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I kind of would have been moment i've kind of been okay with that at the moment like eh, <laughs> right i'm i'm glad it worked out through other other ways and not through that way because you get to come out the like the victor and not the fired tech so that's right and i'm and i'm still there and he's still there yeah. too so whatever okay. but I has was, he ever I, come around to you no he does now and now okay. but um they had to move me to a different team, like a different foreman to dispatch because yeah. I, and I kept telling my shop manager, you need to move me. You need to move me. If you don't move me and look. So, yeah. All right. Cause I was already complaining that he wasn't giving me the good jobs. So, I mean the bigger jobs, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I just looked at the time. Our hour is gone already. How is that possible? There's so much more to talk about. There's so much more. <laughs> um, do I have permission to go like a few minutes over with you? Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I'm awesome. Cool. I'm yours. Be... You're my V day date. <laughs> I know, right? Um, our Gal Valentine's Day date. Um, yes. Valentine's Day. I love it. Um, okay. So I want to touch quickly on some of these other things that you're doing because mm -hmm. you are acting now and modeling and tell me give a little teaser of what else is happening in your life outside of cars so i'm the type of person that i uh i don't like being comfortable i'm not a fan of like uh being stagnant i always have to be doing something different like yes um having your daily routine is great and all but like i know I, I became a master tech and I was like, you know what? Let me delve into this acting world that I tried to do at 15 year old me. Um, and I, uh, I started pursuing it. Um, it hasn't gone anywhere. Like I haven't got any paid gigs yet. Like I've done some background work before COVID. Um, I was in a, a couple TV shows where one of them, I was a state trooper. Um, another one, I was just in like a nail tech. So like I, I was able to be on set, which was so much fun. <laughs> that is stressful, but it's so much fun and so rewarding. Like I, 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 like, I just love it. I love it. Um, and so I just started to delve into that. I would do auditions and stuff like that. Like I had just recently auditioned for a boxing short film, um, not so Ooh. long ago. Um, and I just finished doing well, somewhat just finished doing a short film, um, where I was a serial killer. So. Ooh. Um, I still do those kind of things. The modeling stuff kind of just fell on my lap too. So like um, one of my friends thought I was a model already. So she wanted to do like a, a content uh, day where we just like take photos and she'll have content, whatever. So that's how, it that's how the modeling stuff started. Okay. And I wanted to do modeling when America's Next Top Model was a thing. Of course, um, what, what girl our age didn't. Yeah, so like I always wanted to pursue it, but I just never did. I never had the time. So now as a master tech, I was like, you know what? Let me delve, on, delve into these things that I attempted to do before. Um, and yeah, I just do it whenever I have the chance at this point because after COVID, it kind of just kind of like died down since I'm not SAG. I'm not like SAG after. Um, but but yeah, I try to do it whenever I can. Um, I'm actually gonna hopefully be starting another short film soon. Nice. Um, so I, it, it, these are all not paid gigs, but it's experience. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love doing it. And I can see the difference from when I started till now. And I've definitely grown. Um, so yeah. When, when do you sleep? Like, <laughs> how are you doing all of this? <laughs> I find the time. I, it's exhausting. It is exhausting, but I love it. Like it's, it's different when like, you're doing it because it's a job. It's something that I actually enjoy doing. Um, so I do find the time. I do enjoy my sleep. So that's why, like, on the weekends, before I was, when I was a CLT, I definitely had no time. Like, when I was working at Bronx Community College, because I was working Saturdays, and I was working two days um, during the week at night. Okay. So I, there was no way I could pursue acting at all. Yeah. Um, but then COVID happened, and then, like, I was out of that job for, like, 
the duration of COVID um, and a little bit after. Um, and then that's when I started delving into acting. Um, Love it. So, yeah. So my final question for, for you for the night, and it's it, it, apropos, I guess, because you've, you've kind of come this full circle where 15-year-old you wanted to get into theater and acting and that kind of stuff. Dad didn't support it. You wind up going down this totally different path. And now you're coming full circle, coming back to 15-year-old you um, and doing both of those things. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering two things. Like one first question is, is do, do you regret going down this path ever? Or are you like glad that this is the path that you wind up going down? No, I'm absolutely content um, with the path that I took because I, I have so much life experience now that as an actor, I can pull from. Had I done it at 15 year old me, it would be like, what what life did I experience? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, maybe, you know, maybe I wouldn't have made it at that time, you know, but I was able to experience things that a lot of people haven't. So the, the way to be a great actor is to pull from life experiences. And I feel like I've experienced so much boxing and in the automotive world, it's like, it's, it's uncomparable. Like, uh, you know, trying to, trying to be in those shoes, you would have to go shadow a, a mechanic in order to get a, a tiny taste of what it's like. Yeah. And I've actually had that. I had two actresses actually shadow me. Um, really? For roles they were going for it. Yeah. Oh, Thanks. how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so cool. That's really awesome. very awesome. Yeah. So if you had the opportunity to go back, and talk to little baby Grace, little 15-year-old you, or younger even. Um, what are your words of wisdom for her? What are your words of insight? Oh, 15-year-old me. <laughs> um, obviously, like I said, I have no regrets of the past that path that I've taken, but it would it would really be like just be more confident in yourself. And um, cause even to this day, I don't give my, myself enough credit. I just do. Um, and I would really just tell her like, you're gonna be okay. Like you can be who you are and not have to um, uh, like show yourself, show yourself like, like you have to prove yourself um, that you're enough. I would definitely tell her that you're enough. You are 100% enough. You are more than enough. You are <laughs> flipping phenomenal. Um, and I, I, I just, this is something that comes up so often. I love your final words. Um, this is something that definitely comes up often in speaking with women. And I, I think so many women and men looking at you from the outside would say, here is a woman who was supremely confident. She's forged her own path throughout her life. She's done her own thing. She said, screw you. I don't care what your, your thoughts are, your opinions are. I'm going to fight for myself and, and I'm going to stand up for myself and would assume that you have all of the confidence in the world. Mm -hmm. And so then to hear you say that you don't always necessarily give yourself the credit that, that you deserve and that you maybe struggle with that sometimes, I think is so valuable for other women to hear. That mm -hmm. like, if these women that you look up to also sometimes struggle with these things. Absolutely. It's, then it's okay that you do, right? Like we all do. Yeah, that imposter syndrome is a thing. Like I, like I, people will, t like it's different when I'm hearing it from somebody else, the stuff that I've done, because I usually like, if like, say for instance, this podcast, like I'm so excited about it. And then I'll be excited for like five minutes and then like, oh, on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, totally. just, especially that now I don't have my dad. So I don't have like somebody to go to and be like, oh, that's so awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just different. Like, I, I do things and it's great. And other people see it like this big thing. I don't see it that way. I just see like. Yeah. I'm just super humble that way. And I thank God that I'm like that because there's so many people out there that like don't support other women. You, under, you understand what I'm saying? So we're fighting in the male side and the female side and it totally sucks. 
It sure can. So that's why you just have to fend for yourself and you just have to just do it. And that's it. And then see where it goes. And then, you know, go from there. Yeah. We just keep keep plugging away and we keep trying to find other other like-minded women um, and, and help and share their stories. And, and I know that you have a ton of, of fans and supporters. The comments have been fantastic. I've been seeing some of them out of the corner of my eye here. Folks are, are loving you. Um, if you if you've not met Grace before, definitely go check out her social media because she's got some really really cool videos and content, and uh, and you're gonna want to keep up with what she's got going on. Um, you are an inspiration to many. Uh, you are fearless and awesome, and I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. And I'm excited to continue to watch your your story unfold. And we are staying in touch more yes, after this, 100. Awesome. So thank you so so very much for joining in. Well, thank you for having me and thank you all for joining and spending your time with me. It's really appreciated. Absolutely. Folks at home, thank you guys for spending part of your evening with us. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed meeting Grace as much as I did. Like I said, all of her contact information will be down in the description below. So make sure you go check her out. Um, and of course, pay our sponsors for this episode a visit as well. They do phenomenal work both uh, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes to support women in the trades. And we're all about supporting companies who support other ladies doing this kind of work. So I uh, appreciate them. And I appreciate all of you for being a part of this journey to normalize women in the trades and to celebrate the women who build, fix, and make the things that make the world go round. Make sure you come back next week. Every Monday, we have an archive episode. And every Wednesday, we have a new live episode. We've got another fantastic guest lined up for you next week. So until next time, be good to yourselves. Be good to one another, and we'll see you later. Bye, guys.